Hey, this is Kyle Eidelman from Southeast Christian Church, and I'm going to thank you for listening to the message today. As we open up the scriptures together, I pray that this message inspires you, challenges you, and is the right word at just the right time in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, I don't know about you at home, but if you're anything like me, and I think I'm a pretty normal person, um, have you ever found yourself sucked into the vortex uh, of online videos, like where it just seems like the algorithm knows the very thing you want to learn about. And then suddenly you find yourself like an expert in something you had no idea you cared about, but now you care about it unbelievably so with an intensity. Uh, I have a coworker that thinks that he knows all about the JFK assassination now because he's watched a few videos and he can tell you all about the single bullet theory and the flaws that are in that. And he can really have some great information about what really happened uh, that day in Dallas. I had another friend that was telling me about the power of elderberry syrup. You should definitely go check that out. But recently I found myself dialed into these craftsmen that build these amazing structures out of wood, except they don't use any nails or glue or screws. They join wood together with like extreme precision and it just boggles my mind. I was telling Carl, our executive pastor about this. And he said, yeah, I mean, he sucked into this guy that's in Iowa. Apparently he's building a house by himself. And he's like, I just keep watching this guy. And apparently Kyle, he's been watching this guy that's running in 53 days across America from California uh, to New York. And I said to Kyle, I was like, Kyle, that's amazing. I would love to watch you uh, do the exact same thing. And he told me his record is he's gone from his office to his car in 53 seconds. So Kyle, man, we could not be more proud of you. But one of the rabbit holes I found myself going down recently um, has to do with Einstein's theory of relativity. Uh, Boggles my mind on what it was teaching me about the speed of light. One of the things that the Einstein's theory of relativity apparently teaches is that the faster an object goes, the slower time passes. And that blew my mind thinking that the faster you go, the slower time passes. And the fastest anything can go is the speed of light. And so time at that point in time would slow down to not passing. So at the speed of light, time no longer passes. I'm like, this is phenomenal. I would love to figure out how to make something go the speed of light. But the problem is apparently you would need an infinite amount of energy for something to go the speed of light. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I've learned this, gone down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then out of nowhere, it struck me. It struck me because all throughout the Bible, God is described as light. And I'm like going, yay, science. Like science is sitting there proving the nature of God through the power of light, because I'm sitting here thinking, God is light. And what's fascinating about that is at the speed of light, there is no more time. And I'm like, God is infinite. He stands beneath and above and around all of time. And also to go the speed of light, you need an infinite amount of energy. I'm like, that makes sense. God is all powerful. Like Jesus even uh, says that I am the light of the world. And we see the properties in Jesus. And then John writes that God is light and in him, there is no darkness at all. Guys, we serve an infinite God and I love seeing science point to that through the power of light and know that that is the power of our God. And so here's what I'd like to do. It's one at a time weekend. And this weekend, what I wanna talk about is the infinite God we serve one at a time. The infinite place that God holds, but we get to serve him and be with him 
one at a time. So if you stick around for the next few minutes, I promise you are gonna learn something regardless of where you are on your faith journey about who this infinite God is and what that means for you. And I promise it'll challenge you to walk differently in your faith in 2024. Will you join me in prayer before we get started? Heavenly Father, my prayer is that we will come to know you as our creator God, the infinite God that holds all things together. But yet God, you hold each of us one at a time. You know us individually, you know everything about us. And so God, we can approach you as individuals. God, thank you that you stand before time. You stand with all power and authority. God, all things run through you and for you and by you. And so Lord, I pray that our eyes can be awakened to what that means exactly for us today. So open our hearts, open our minds, Lord. Challenge us today to walk with faith that we can trust you as our heavenly father. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray, amen. Well, if we've never met before, uh, my name is Stephen and I get to be our online pastor here at Southeast Christian Church. And uh, Kyle asked me a few weeks ago uh, to share with our online campus family about what one at a time means, this one at a time weekend. And so I would love to challenge you with a message of something that's changed my life and it's changed a lot of people's lives. And I promise, regardless of where you are on your faith journey, uh, if you live out today's message, it will change your life. So whether you worship with us in person and you're just joining us online this weekend, or whether you're online, whether you're in Louisville, across the country, around the world, today's message is for you. You know, one of the things I've learned as a pastor is that there's certain moments in time that we tend to reach out to pastors. And I've noticed that when people invite us intimately into their worlds, it tends to be the same type of moments. It's always to me, they invite us in at the, the, the peaks and the valleys of life. At life's highs and life's lows are the moments that we're there. And I like to visualize these moments as a doorway. And that's why we've got this here because there's these moments in time at the peaks and valleys of life that are these doorways that you know I'm gonna step through this doorway and I'm never gonna be able to unstep through it again. And so there's special moments where this happens. It tends to be weddings and births and adoptions and baptisms where you're stepping through this doorway. But it's also at the valleys of life too, where it's the funerals, the divorces, and sometimes it's the interventions that we are stepping in. You see at a wedding, your past and your future are colliding because at a wedding, you're stepping into this doorway and I'm gonna step through this as a single person, but on the other side is a future that lies ahead that's different where I'm no longer single, but married. At the birth, right? The parents step into this moment without a child, but on the other side of that door is a future where now they're parents. At a funeral, this is what you're confronted with, right? At a funeral, you step into this door knowing I'm never gonna speak to my loved one again. And it's a doorway into the future. And so we have to confront that at these moments. At a divorce, it literally, the language is, your marriage is dissolved as you step through that doorway and your future looks so much different. And I know as I say that, you can fill in the blank with your story. And for some of you, you're looking back at your 2023 and your 2023, you have many moments where you have stepped through that doorway. It's at the peaks and the valleys. You know, probably one of those moments for me, this is a peak moment, was the story of our family and that day that my wife and I stepped through um, adoption. And you can't just help, you look at my family photo. And when you see that, I promise a few of you, you've got a few questions going, there's a story there. And there is, 
it's a good one and there's a story. But when we step through that doorway of adoption, our past was behind us. We would never be the same again. And we continue through that doorway into a new future that's totally different. These are the doorways that we can step through one at a time and we can't unstep through them ever again. You know, today is one of those days. It's the last day of the year, the last day of 2023. It's, it's that point in the calendar where we pause and we step through the doorway into a new year and we look back and we look forward all at the same time. It's where our past and our future are colliding on a day like today. And we've seen this almost for the last month, right? How many of you have seen the Spotify wrapped up where people are sharing uh, all of the artists and songs they've listened to for the last year? I know some people care way too much and have spent the entire year trying to cultivate exactly how that infographic will look. And I just gotta get a shout out to the parents that listen to Baby Shark that many times. Like, I love that you share that and that you love your kids that much uh, for those moments. We'll see articles over the last month, right, that have been reminding us of the key events of 2023 as we look back. Uh, we've read about celebrities that have died in 2023. And so some of you may remember we lost Pee Wee Herman, Jimmy Buffett, and Tina Turner. And we look back, but we also look ahead. There's tons of articles about what will 2024 look like? Some of you've read about interest rates and, and the housing market. Maybe it's the economic outlook or the job market or whatever it may be. You can read about what Nostradamus apparently would say is gonna happen in 2024. And even the Farmer's Almanac will try to make a few predictions, but that's what we do at this moment in time. We pause, we look back and we look ahead. And that's exactly what I want us to do today. I want us to pause and gently step through this doorway together. One of the most beautiful pictures that I think this doorway represents is actually what I share every time someone wants to be baptized. I think baptism is one of the most beautiful doorways that we as Christians get to step through. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the things you do at your baptism is you, you confess with your mouth. And uh, we take this confession of faith at all of our campuses and with churches uh, all around the world where you confess something very specific about Jesus that I think this idea of looking at our past and looking at our future frames up really nicely. One of the things we say is that we say that Jesus, I'm taking Jesus as my Lord and my savior. And that's what we're picturing in baptism. It's a beautiful picture where someone goes into the water one way and then rises to walk in a newness of life. But when you take Jesus as Lord and Savior, it frames up so nicely with past and future. Because when you say that Jesus, he's my Savior, what you're saying is that Jesus, you are Savior of my past. And when you're saying that Jesus, you're gonna be Lord or Master, you're saying he's gonna be Lord and Master of my new future. When you enter the waters of baptism, you're stepping through this doorway where you're leaving behind a past that you're entrusting over into the hands of Jesus to be your Savior but you're stepping through it where he's gonna be your Lord and master of a new future. But one of the things we have to know about this is it's a both and. It doesn't say I'm taking Jesus as my Lord or savior, but it's my Lord and savior. It's both of them at the same time. You don't get the option of one or the other. You know, in the Bible, it speaks to this. It says this in 1 Timothy chapter one, it says, Paul's writing this, he says, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he goes further and says, of whom I'm the worst. 
And Jesus is our savior. Matthew chapter one, you know, the angel, like they're talking uh, to Mary and Joseph and it says, she will give birth to a son and you are going to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And so you take Jesus as savior, you are entrusting all of your past, all of your sins, all of your brokenness, all the mistakes you've made, you're putting in his hands and saying, infinite God, I'll lay that before you, but you also take him as Lord of your future. I love the reminder and the warning in the book of Jude, the fourth verse. It says this, it says, for certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. It's a warning. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our, Lord, of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign and Lord. He's warning saying there are people that are stepping into your life saying, this is how you are to live out your future and they're ungodly and they're taking you away from the truth. And so one of the things that I wanna talk to you today about is that you take Jesus as a Christian, as Lord and as savior, that he is gonna save your past and he's gonna be Lord of the future. Here's what I've learned though. Many of us and myself included are only comfortable with half of the equation a lot of times. You know, I've met a lot of people that enter into the waters of baptism, that they love the message of Jesus as savior because they look at their life and they go, man, I'm, I've made so many mistakes. Um, and so getting baptized and receiving Jesus as savior is so natural because they go, man, I, I'm so messed up. I, I need someone to save me. But then they walk out of that and they have no intention of Jesus being Lord and they just return to the old way of living. And that's not what this is. It's a doorway that you have to pass through. But I've also met still others that they love the future. They love what lies on the other side of this door. They love what lies on that and they throw themselves wholeheartedly at the future, but they neglect to deal with their past. They neglect to deal with who they used to be. And if I were to be honest, I'm both of those people. And I bet if you were to be honest, you are too. Because I'm gonna be real with you. I don't wanna tell you about things I've, I've said. I don't want the low light reel, the opposite of the highlight reel. I don't want my low light reel uh, playing for you. You see the way I've parented or talked to my wife. And I'll be honest, I, sometimes I really don't want you guys to see what my future hopes and dreams are all the time. Because I gotta be honest, I've got hopes and dreams of mine that are deep within my heart and soul. They have nothing to do with the gospel of grace. They have nothing to do with this doorway I stepped through in my baptism. And so we have to be real with this. I love the way Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, demonstrates this with their 12 steps. And I was looking at this in their 12 steps and they modeled this so well, this idea of stepping through both your past and into your future and holding those things so delicately it's kind of like six and six steps. You see, what you have to do when you are in AA is you have to take this journey of taking an inventory of your life and seeing the damage that your addiction has caused. You have to admit those mistakes. You have to admit them to God you have to admit it to yourself. You have to admit it to other people. You have to see the damage you've caused. You actually, you actually have to put words to your sin. You have to take Jesus as your savior and entrust that over to them and know that like I have made mistakes. They literally in AA have to list off the people that their addiction has harmed. But the thing is, it doesn't leave them in that moment. It doesn't leave them in that spot. You actually have to pivot and move forward into the final six steps where you have to make reconciliation with yourself and with God for these shortcomings. You have to make, you have to make amends with the people 
that you've harmed. You have to, you have to step through that doorway. And if I were to be honest, the doorway of grace light here, this is the whole reason the church exists. Every time we gather together, it's an opportunity for you to put yourself in this doorway yet again and say to yourself, where is Jesus? Is he savior? Am I, am I turning my past over into his hands? And where is God, my Lord of my future? Every message preached every single weekend at this stage and in this moment to you is the same message. It's, are you gonna entrust who you used to be into the hands of Jesus? And are you gonna entrust who you're going to be into the hands of Jesus? And we just give you practical ways to live both of those things out. But that's all that's happening every single time. You know, it's one at a time weekend. And one of the things I love is seeing our online, Southeast Online Church family live this out one at a time where they invite people to sit in this doorway with them in their online groups. It reminds me of the verse in Hebrews where it reminds us that we need to be encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, right? Like that's what we're to be about is reminding each other of the doorway of grace that we're stepping through. You know, there's an online group we had with uh, these, these two men, Barry and Jim. See, they were childhood friends and grew up in the same town. Um, but well into adulthood, they're living separate lives in separate locations. And recently in this last year, uh, Jim's wife had written a Christmas letter like you do and Barry and his wife received it. And it said that Jim was struggling and that he wasn't doing very well. And I love what Barry did. And he stepped into that moment and he went to Jim and he said, hey, do you wanna be in this doorway with me? Now, I don't think that's what he said because I've been kind of weird. But what he actually did is he invited them into their online group. He invited them to be a part of this ministry at SE Online that has the privilege of getting to connect folks from across the country and around the world to sit at the gospel of grace together. And I love that they're now both a part of our online church family. It also reminds me of the one at a time life that one of our group leaders uh, lived out that died this last year. His name was Ron. And we went to his funeral and I have to be honest with you, when I went to Ron's funeral, I didn't know Ron very well. He was connected to others in our church, but not personally with me. And I remember sitting down at that funeral and I just have to be honest, it's one of the best funerals I've ever been to. It's the kind of funeral that I, I hope I live a life worthy of that type of funeral. And I listened as a Southeast pastor that was doing the funeral, talk about Ron as the dad he never had. Ron was in his mid seventies and his stepbrother gave a testimony who's also in his mid seventies about Ron um, encountering Jesus and coming to faith in their fifties and how he gave him a Bible and wrote him a beautiful letter and led his stepbrother to Christ. And then I listened to the niece share about what uncle Ron did to her and the way he loved her differently. They lived in Missouri and yet invited them into their online group to sit at these moments of what it looks like to gently handle who you were and who you're becoming. I was sitting behind a few rows of a neighbor and her whole family. And yeah, Ron had time to lead her to Christ as well. You see guys, this is a genuinely beautiful story of what one at a time is all about. It's all about inviting people in to sit at these moments, to sit in the doorway of who we used to be and who we're becoming. But really every day we're presented with that opportunity. Every day we are presented with that opportunity to sit there. I love the words of John in 1 John chapter one, where he writes this. 
He says, this is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. I love that reminder that God is light, that that light moves at a place that has infinite amounts of power and an infinite amount of time at an infinite amount of position. And I love that analogy of God being light because he sits in this doorway with all of the power and all of the authority, but he lights up who we used to be and he lights up who we're going to become. And every day, that's the invitation for you, is are you gonna put yourself there? If you think about it, everything we do is to help us sit at the doorway of grace and invite Jesus into every area of our life. The reason we worship every week is so you have a chance to sit in the doorway and examine who you were and who you are. The reason you should be in a group, whether in person or online, is so you can have a community of people to put you in that doorway every single week. The reason that we take communion is to be in that doorway every single week. The reason you should open your Bible every morning is so that every day you're in that doorway. And that's the reason the last thing you should do is put yourself in that. It's a chance so that every moment of every day, you can be there. And so as we move into a time to respond, I wanna invite you to respond and put yourself in that doorway. For some of you, you've wrestled long enough knowing that decision to be baptized is one you should have followed through with long ago. You've, you've long ago known that that's what you need to do. And so if that's you, we're gonna give you ways at the end of service to respond and text in and say, yeah, I think, I think it's time. That could be the best gift that you give yourself for this upcoming uh, year. I think for some of you, you've been away from being a part of the community of a church long enough, and maybe some of you have never taken that step before. But we're gonna give you options at the end of service of what that looks like for you to step into a community of people, because when you do, you're gonna be putting yourself in this doorway yet again and invite others to examine who you were and who you are. Blessings come when you do that. And so one response in this next year is to be able to step into what does a group and a community look like for me? And still for the rest of us, for the believers gathered today, we're gonna pause and have a moment of communion. One of the questions I get quite a bit is what, what do you do at communion? Like, what's the, what are you thinking at communion time? I hope this visual helps you out because that's really what you're supposed to do as you take the bread and the juice and you declare Jesus as savior and Lord. You look back and examine where you've been and you receive forgiveness but you also look ahead and say, God, you're my master, Lord Jesus, I'll follow you. And so when you declare that in that small act, that's what you get to do. You see guys, God is light. There's no darkness in him at all. You can trust him. You can trust him with those intimate, delicate parts of who you were and who you're gonna become. So I'm gonna pray right now and it's a chance for all of us to respond and take communion right where you are. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I can't express how grateful I am that there's a righteousness available to those of us that believe that is not from our own works. God, thank you that my sins don't count against me. Lord God, I pray for those that are receiving this message and haven't responded that they do. 
Lord, that they know that there's a free gift of salvation available to them. But Lord, I also pray for those of us that are believers that we're reminded each and every day to sit down at the doorway of grace and step through that, be cleansed and healed from where we've been, but also Lord, walk with new habits and new way where you're our master. God, I pray that all of us can surrender daily to that and know that we can trust you fully. God, thank you that an infinite God who stands beyond time is light that can fill our life and in us, Lord, there's no darkness because of you. God, thank you that the infinite God meets us and sees us one at a time. And Lord, that's my prayer. My prayer is as a church family, wherever we are in the world, that Lord, we can invite people into uh, the doorway of grace one at a time. Lord God, thank you for being present. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening. If today's message made you realize you need to take your next step with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us on any of our social media platforms throughout the week or visit our website at southeastchristian.org. And if you want to hear more content like this, you can check out our sermons podcast or our one at a time podcast. Both can be found everywhere. Podcasts are available. Have a great week.